The Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast brings you a unique view of Mesa through its vibrant business community and the subjects that are important. The podcast is produced in the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Media Studio, sponsored by the University of Phoenix. Our podcast is hosted by Mesa Chamber of Commerce CEO Sally Harrison. Please enjoy this episode of the Mesa Chamber Inside Business Podcast. Hi, I'm Sally Harrison, President and CEO of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce. And today in the Mesa Chamber Podcast Studio, we have our friend Scott Summers, who is running for, well, District 6 in Mesa and City Council. And um, this is not your first go round. Welcome. Thank you so much. This is not my first go around. <laughs> this is uh, my second. Uh, for those who wonder why I stepped away, we I ran uh, in 2006 and was reelected again in 2010. Mm-hmm. And according to Mesa City Charter, we can only do two four-year terms right. and then we have to step away. Right. So I'm looking forward to having a second opportunity to complete a lot of the work that we, we started yes. uh, eight years ago. Yeah, you did do a lot. And a lot's happened since then, a lot of changes, lots of good things. Talk about who Scott Summers is. Well, I am a a veteran Mm -hmm. of the United States Air Force. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Uh, I spent uh, 27 years in the fire service, uh, uh, 30 years as a paramedic Mm -hmm. here in Arizona. I was part of the FEMA response team that deployed to several hurricanes and Texas and Florida. I did not know that. Yeah, it's, uh, that is a different experience uh, helping people who are in dire need in that mm-hmm. case. Uh, I am a father. My two children are grown and out of the house. Uh, two successful launches. <laughs> what is a uh, what is an electrical engineer? He works here in the valley. My daughter uh, is a chemist. Yeah, both smarties. Both smarties. Yeah, yeah, yeah took after their mother. <laughs> And and uh, and now I'm a grandfather. My daughter is married to a U.S. Air Force officer uh, who is assigned in uh, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But in ten days from now, we'll be moving to Luke Air Force Base, so awesome. they are coming back to the valley. That's great. And being a grandparent has to be like the best part of it. It's it is really a lot of fun because you get to feed them chocolate, <laughs> feed them up, and rile them up, and then give them back to their mother. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, your campaign because um, obviously recently the chamber has endorsed you for District Six, which we are excited about. Um, talk about your experience in economic development because obviously in District Six that is a really big thing. <laughs> that is putting it lightly, <laughs> yeah. and, and and I'm going to put it lightly too, but more than half of economic development activity happening right now in Mesa is happening in Southeast Mesa mm-hmm. District 6. It's exciting. We are talking about billions of dollars in private investment going on. And this kind of one of the reasons I wanted to run again is because it needs that steadfast leadership to ensure that we reach the vision, the goals that we set for this district and we don't sell them short. And that's one of the reasons I'm running. As far as my history of economic development, I was engaged with in Mesa, doing a lot in Mesa, 
before I ever ran for city council in 2006. Mm -hmm. I had gone through the Mesa Leadership and Development Program that yeah. the Chamber puts on. Thank you. I, yeah, I was part of uh, the Mesa United Way, working with, uh, with families here to help allocate funds that come in from donors to meet community needs. Mm -hmm. So I had uh, a, that really opened my eyes to the, the type of needs that we have in this in, in, in Mesa mm -hmm. and helping build a better Mesa starts there right. on that foundation. Sure. Uh, but I was also involved in economic development activities. Uh, this community had informally begun a process with the Urban Land Institute to plan the gateway area mm -hmm. and there had been no plan. So having participated in that and working with council members, the chamber and others, I started to become encouraged to run for that office because of that background. Mm -hmm. And we had leadership of that district at the time that just was not in tune with making those plans because I knew even though it, it was a great community effort, mm -hmm. it wasn't the city. Sure. The city has to be involved here. And I ran on a, an economic development platform. Well, obviously that paid off. Yes. <laughs> so how are we doing? <laughs> yeah, certainly paid off for that district. Talk about um, a little bit of history of your involvement in the formation of the Elliott Road Tech Corridor, because I know it started years ago with infrastructure, right? right? I mean, probably years before you were even involved, it, kind of the groundwork had been laid. But talk about that, because obviously that's key to the success of that district. It's one of the huge successes of that district. So Elliott Road at the time, go back to 2006, the GM proving grounds right. was there, mm -hmm. but it was starting to become abandoned. They were going to move to Yuma. And so we had this opportunity around the Phoenix Mesa Gateway Airport to create really one of the most unique areas in the valley. You have an airport that's connected internationally, potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, there was no commercial sure. right, or anything going on, but the potential was there. Mm -hmm. um, and this large swath of land. So this was an opportunity for that live, work, play environment that everybody talks about, right. but you never really see. Sure. Well, blank slate. So Elliott Road Technology Cor Corridor came about. Uh, it was, Elliott Road was basically two lanes in the turn lane. <laughs> it's, it was undulating, uh, and it seemed to be the drainage ditch for the GM Proving Grounds. Uh -huh. I have pictures of Elliott Road from the air, flooded, uh -huh. right? And you think about it today. So one of the reasons that we developed this was Boeing needed ingress access to, uh, to the airport. Mm -hmm. So we had a Southern route for them in the freeway, but Elliott Road with the power lines there has a baseline of infrastructure. We have power and we have water. So how can we boost this? Right. And what we did was we invested in more power, water, but also uh, in uh, communications technology. We redid the road. We took care of the flooding problem. We branded this, but the most important piece was by creating the technology, the, the corridor, mm -hmm. what we did was created an overlay that expedited the process. Because at the time, and to some extent still now, we're in the 
edge of Mesa at the edge of the valley. Mm -hmm. So how do you create, how do you get tech companies to want to locate there? Yeah. Obviously infrastructure, but now we could show them and say, not only do we have the airport and the infrastructure, but the zoning process that could take years and a lot of lawyers is now shortened. And if you bring a tech company here, all we need to see is that you're going to be a good neighbor to the community around it mm -hmm. and you can locate there. That makes a lot of sense. Well, congratulations on your initial efforts. Yeah, absolutely. Still lots more work to do, right? Talk about um, your philosophy in solving any conflicts in that kind of development because obviously not everybody agrees, right? That's absolutely true. Uh, being on council previously, I have hosted dozens, if not over a hundred meetings in neighborhoods <laughs> when it, it comes to, to development, because mm -hmm. it's important to protect property rights. Mm -hmm. And the way I see it, it's the property rights of those who live there now, because mm -hmm. your home is probably one of your largest investments. Uh, right? Sure. Yeah. And, but then the development also has land interests in their development. So I approach this from how do we protect the property rights of everybody involved in here? Mm -hmm. And we've hosted uh, meetings, we give input, uh, accountability and, and openness are, are key. And we've had several successes. Um, one example, Superstition Springs community. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, an old mall back behind there. Mm -hmm. They wanted to put a nightclub, a mega nightclub in that location, right? What and year would that have been? That would have been probably, I don't know, that's a good question, 2008, nine. Okay. And I can see by your face, you know, it's just it, yeah. the back wall. I can't even picture that. Oh, the back wall, that. right. So, <laughs> you know, you, you hear a lot about traffic and noise, but in this case, they have, you, that's a great point. There's traffic and noise that's going to happen because right. of that and, and concerns. It's really close to a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I worked with that neighborhood. I worked with uh, the business owner and we found a more suitable location along Main Street. Mm -hmm. um, and Makes they sense. located there and they've been successful there ever since. Yeah. And instead, we actually used part of that space for the Mesa Express Library uh -huh. in there. The first library in Southeast Mesa, I think in 24 years that will be wow. open. Mm -hmm. So another example is I worked with uh, Sunland Springs Village residents. Mm -hmm. A developer near there in the commercial space wanted to put in a fast food restaurant. Mm -hmm. Well, that creates a lot of noise because of the drive through. Sure. So I worked with that developer and neighbors. We rearranged the site plan. Mm -hmm. We moved the restaurant so that it was away from homes, added some green space, and put in a pharmacy. And the neighborhood was happy. The developer was happy. Everybody got what they wanted. That's great. Probably the toughest. One that I had to deal with though was Boeing. Uh -huh. Arguably, Mesa's largest private employer, uh -huh. uh, certainly up there. Yeah. Aerospace jobs, high wage jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and when developers bought up the old GM proving ground, mm -hmm. and back in the day, housing was everything. Yep. That's what they wanted to build. Right. But you cannot put housing under an airport. It's a bad <laughs> idea. It so is. It's not. It's not good neighbors, right? So working with Boeing, mm -hmm. the airport, FAA, we're talking big hitters here. Sure. Uh, we work with Harvard Investments, who, who own the southern half of that, DMB on the northern half of that. Mm -hmm. And we all got in a room and over months started to create 
or vision mm -hmm. of how we can create that live, work, play space that works with the airport in that type of proximity. Sure. That was the hardest one. Well, protecting the airport itself is a big part of Why? what what that district looks like, right? right? I mean, we've got to protect the the airport, which means not just the airport, but the businesses that are on airport and surrounding that area. Yeah. It's jobs. Well, that's exactly it's right. It's not even protecting the airport. It's protecting jobs. Yeah. It's protecting access to marketplaces mm -hmm. and not not just domestically, but globally potentially. Mm -hmm. It's the hub of innovation and small business. You have ASU Polytechnic there that does a lot of technology mm -hmm. uh, and graduate a lot of folks who come out and they create technology businesses. Yeah. So protecting the airport is protecting jobs and economic opportunity. Right, very significant work. Um, How's it feel? I mean, to see the, the seeds that you planted in district uh, six, 10 years ago, uh, thriving now in this community that we're in. It, it's a little surreal, yeah. you know, to, to know that you played a small part in making that happen. Uh -huh. And if you think about the years I was there on council, I was there from 2006 to 2014, and it was the beginning and the end of the economic recession. Uh -huh. So my entire time on council was spent in not only economic development and laying a foundation for what was potentially what we hoped would happen, but doing so under a very tight budget. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. I'm a fiscal conservative. Much different. This is very fiscal conservative. We yep. ended up having to reduce the budget 20% over three years yeah. and find new innovation. Mm -hmm. But that challenge is what created the opportunities we have. Innovations in how the city provides its services. Mm -hmm. We talked about the Elliott Road Technology Corridor. That's an innovation that came about because of the challenge in finance that I don't know that we would have been able to accomplish it or even conceive of it. Mm -hmm. about how do we shorten that entitlement process to draw in more businesses here. So from these ashes, and I'm looking at a phoenix behind you, <laughs> from these ashes, we really laid a foundation for, for the growth. And it's, and it's exciting. It was a lot of infrastructure development. Elliott Road is an example. Mm -hmm. But people forget Ray Road. Mm -hmm. Ray Road yeah. stopped at the airport. And it did not go all the way through the Ellsworth. Right. So that was one of the first projects that I helped tackle and look at it now. Look at the jobs it's creating yeah. along Ray Road. Yeah. Just, just by laying asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I moved here in 2004. And truly, because I live in that district, I felt like when we moved to our home right behind Desert Ridge High School that we were kind of at the end of the earth. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot past Power Road in 2004, right? And now I feel like we're in the center of the universe. There's so much activity. You, you I, we moved to, to District 6. We've, uh, my wife and I are Air Force veterans. Uh, we, our last assignment was at Luke Air Force Base. As a matter of fact, that's where we met was at Luke Air Force Base. Uh, I was in uh, crash rescue and, and she was in the hospital. So naturally, oh, yeah, <laughs> naturally we would, we would meet up there uh, frequently. So 
uh, when we got out of the military, uh, we lived briefly on the on that side of town, and we were like, well, where do we want to live? Mm-hmm. And when we started searching the valley, it's like, it, Mesa, Southeast Mesa made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. We, we, and we looked at several things. We, we just had our first son. Mm-hmm. That's the engineer. Yeah. And we, we needed a good school district. Mm-hmm. Well, Mesa and Gilbert have some of the best yes. school districts in, yep. in the valley, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so naturally, we started targeting the Southeast Valley. And then we just looked at how the cities were run. And Mesa, you know, for, for all of its teased, fiscally was one of the best run cities. It was right. affordable. It had really nice housing that was being built out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was investment in the amenities. It was just a really nice location. Everything was new. And so that's what attracted us to Southeast Mesa. And we have lived in District 6 since, you know, it was a 94, 27 years now we've lived wow. in, that, in that district. That's great. What do you see for the next 10 to 20 years? What happens next? That's going to be, uh, we're at a crossroads right now, a critical period. Uh, we see a lot of explosive growth happening, uh, particularly uh, with, the, with the, the, the new buildings that are going up. But we're going to see a few things in the next 10 years. It's going to be probably uh, the conclusion of the residential growth in Southeast Mesa. Mm-hmm. So that next step over the next 10 years, one of the things that we need desperately is commercial development. Mm-hmm. Right? So if anybody's moved to Eastmark, and I live in Superstition Springs 25 years, I I help vision Eastmark. I now live in Eastmark. So I put That's my cool. money in where the planning was. So we knew that there was an opportunity for commercial. And we're talking hiring commercial, unique commercial space, entertainment space. That's what we need to do. And I don't even think it's going to take 10 years. We need to do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have ideas of where that's going to happen. I have relationships with the people who are, uh, like I said, uh, Harvard Investments is a great one. DME are people who I've worked with in the past mm-hmm. and I've already spoken to them about how we get that commercial development to start to put shovels in the ground Good. and we're moving forward. So that relationship is key to hitting the ground running. Mm-hmm. So that's over the next 10 years. What I'd like to see over the next 20 as this thing gets closer to build out, I want to see more office space mm-hmm. that's utilized. Yep. I want to see our Fortune 1000 companies, Fortune 5000 companies, open at least regional offices in Mesa because of the proximity to the airport. Yeah. I want to see more technology companies open in here, particularly small businesses. I helped open LaunchPoint, mm-hmm. which is a technology yep. accelerator during my first term. I want to see those businesses locate in District 6, or at least locate in Mesa. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see uh, more commercial passenger traffic mm-hmm. coming in and out. I'm talking to you, Southwest Airlines. <laughs> Delta would be business travel. Mm-hmm. This airport needs to connect business travelers and and you know uh, tra- just holiday travel right. uh, to the United States. And we can just hit key points. Mm-hmm. You know, if we could get Dallas and San Diego, Los Angeles, Denver, those are key points of business. Sure. Uh, 
that's what I want to encourage over the next 20 years. But it also needs to turn into a hub for trade. Mm -hmm. If anything, this pandemic has shown us is how vulnerable we are, not just Mesa, but the United States, mm -hmm. to having everything produced overseas somewhere mm -hmm. else. Yep. Because when they shut down, we're out of baby formula. Right. We're out of everything. Yeah. We need to produce more here mm -hmm. in Mesa. And this isn't just District 6. This is all of Mesa, Southeast Valley. We need to see more production happen here and let us do the exporting out of Mesa Gateway Airport. That's what I envision. I like it. A lot of work to be done. I can get us a few years closer. Good. Well, before we wrap up, talk about what your council philosophy is. Oh, sure. Um, so one of the reasons I ran and was encouraged to run back in 2006 is that I, I told you before, the, the person that was in the seat before really wasn't building the vision, wasn't laying that foundation. But the person who was in the seat also um, was a disruptive force. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've seen when city councils um, get too political mm -hmm. and what happens. And we've seen that in the City councils are nonpartisan for a reason. Now, I'm conservative, I admit, but fire trucks, police cars, roads, infrastructure, jobs, those are not political issues. Right. Uh, that's public safety. It's quality of life. Mm -hmm. It's having economic opportunity. Right. We need more collaboration. Now, that said, you've also seen me dig my heels in when things are important. Protecting the jobs, protecting the airport, protecting land opportunities so that we can have office and retail and a commercial space. Right. These are things I'm very passionate about because they're opportunities for, for people that live here. Those are the things I dig in. But while I may disagree, there's a difference between disagreeing and being disagreeable. Mm -hmm. We fight the good fight. Yes. We try to collaborate and build consensus, and we make a vote, and we move on. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, how do people find you? Website? Social media? Absolutely. Uh, I am on Facebook, uh, and it's Summers for Mesa on Facebook. And it's, it's also... spelled? Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Summers for Mesa, spelled S-O-M-E-R-S, summersformesa.com. Great. Otherwise, Scott Summers and then Cyclops. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I appreciate okay. your time. And um, we will watch for your posts so we can share those. But we want to make sure that if people need to engage with you, that they can find you and get to some of your, you know, little, I don't know, what do you call them? Town halls? What do you, what do you call them? We're planning, meet and greets? I'm, I'm planning some meet and greets yes. if anybody... Uh, Certainly just go to summersformesa.com and if you would if somebody wants to host one, by all means. Great. Always looking for yard sign locations. I yeah. know I don't like them either, but but they are really it's temporary. Really, it's temporary and it really is very important. But yes. you know, most of all, I just think look at the website. Okay. Uh, and for that matter, look at my opponents too. And I think there's a clear difference between us. Mm -hmm. Well, we appreciate you being here and um if you've got updates that you want to come and talk about, let us know.
love to. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. This has been a Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. You can find all podcast episodes at iTunes, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. Content of this podcast is copyright the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, unless otherwise noted.